Hi there, thank you for tuning in to Saving the Republic. Tonight we are bringing back the Wednesday edition, folks. Um, tonight we're going to be talking about innovation. To know what we mean by innovation, you're just going to have to stay connected. It is just going to be me and Nate Dunning. Skylar Waxman and Jordan Clements are both on deployment, go conservatism. And Kelly Knighter is still on vacation, but great things are coming and me and Nate is playing. So as you all know, we are in what is called 2020, 21st century. Um, we're in a place where we're able to record these videos just like this, where Nate is you know, far away from me. In this particular case, he's 20 minutes away and he just didn't feel like coming over. Um, but we're talking about innovation. Now, what we mean by this is first, we're going to give a little bit of a backstory on innovation. We're going to give a little bit of a forward story on where we think it's going to go. And then we'll kind of talk about We'll kind of dissect it. So a little bit of a backstory, Nate will correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, so obviously the world started with Adam and Eve um, and they discovered the snake and the trees and uh, sin. And they connected themselves to the Lord, you know, whatever, that kind of thing happened, right? And then we go a little bit further and there, begin, there begins to have, uh, we begin to have kingdoms and all that kind of deal, you know, people trying to build towers to heaven, which are never, never going to get there. And, uh, you know, we're talking about, uh, Nate told me not to forget about Steve, the gardener. And then there's uh, other stuff that, you know, has happened over time. You know, the theory of the caveman, you know, they live in like little caves and they just go outside to, you know, cook food and survive, whatever. And now we're in a world where fast forward through the industrial revolution, through world wars, through all these things where things have been created like the light bulb, the clock, you know, the watches, the headphones, the zooms, the computers, the cameras. And so I think something that our generation has to think about is at what point do we, do we kind of slow down innovation or really accelerate it? Because I guess it just, uh, it, may, may, it may be the Christian in me, but you have to analyze at a certain point what's going too far, what's over. You know, we look at things like 5G and it's like, okay, well, how fast does my phone really have to be? And I'm all for faster phones, but after 5G, what is it, 6G? I mean, at, at what point do you become content with what you have? At what point are you satisfied? At what point does innovation just take a step back? You look at virtual reality. Now for brain surgeries, they can uh, use VR and they can go literally inside of your brain. Like they can do it, they can scan your brain and then do a simulation. Uh, thanks to Israel, we love the Jews. You can do a simulation on where you can literally like the, the brain surgeon can do a practice run of the surgery. And it's an exact copy of your brain in the virtual reality. So he's got the headphones on, he's doing, he's doing all his tools. And then, they have it to where you can go all the way inside the brain and look out from the inside of the brain out the ear. And so you can see nerves that you would have never been able to see. We look at all this innovation. We see good innovation. We see bad innovation. Nate, what's your take so far? Uh, my kind of take on it is that there is, I guess, a point where we just can't innovate anymore. But I feel like the theoretical maximum on that is just so far off that we're not near touching it yet well for example look at cars in like the 60s right they so added, yes they added the air they added the air conditioning right and then they added stuff to the engine that was like crazy now engines are covered in plastic and then they added the cup holders and then they added the radio and then they and then they made the seats more comfortable they made them bigger they made them with cloth and with leather and then they made the cigarette phone charger right and now you can connect your phone Bluetooth in most cars, even the cheap ones. And, you know, you know where I'm going? There are so many things. And now I'm seeing like a, an Elon Musk character making all these new Teslas, like 1.0 to 60. That is insanity. And so I'm kind of like, oh, my goodness, we're getting. Anyway, well, you, you got to understand innovation doesn't necessarily stop at one product or only contain one certain product. 
Well, that's we may true. Hit, we're looking at like going to Mars or something. Yeah, know, where we where we may hit a physical max on like cell phone speed. We might figure out a way to actually get a solid high speed connection between Earth and Mars, and figure out how to get people there better and faster too. You you, you might take a vacation one day to Mars and get there in you know four or five hours and be able to just use your phone on some kind of interplanetary plan that I'm sure we'll have to pay $20 a month extra for at that point in time. But yeah, I, I feel like where, so as far as innovation goes, we got to the point where we were like racing horses, people were paying more for faster horses, things like that. We hit the theoretical max on horses, we switched to cars. So, you, you know, see we, we had like horses and, you know, carriages and then we mm -hmm. moved to, you know, the donkey and then we moved to, you know, trains and cars and bikes and all these things. So, you see, we, we switch from like the canoe, for example, to these giant ships that go across the ocean because it's more efficient for carrying massive tons of cargo than... Or, you know, like, putting... like the Titanic. Look at the Titanic and now look at like your, your average Joe 20-year-old Carnival cruise ship, you know? Uh, yeah, I guess that's a good example. We see just the size, the sizes of some of these ships now are insane. Oh, yeah, like, like the Oasis of the Seas, World Caribbean? Like, yeah, you'll roll up to the cruise port and it's, it's, a, it's a city block, basically, parked in the ocean. Oh, yeah. And you're talking about, well, how many people are usually on a cruise? Several thousand. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's something insane where at one point in time, we couldn't get anything bigger than a canoe, which is like, what, three, four people tops? Although I'm sure right. you could pack more and if you really wanted to get uncomfortable. But we, we go from that to a cruise ship. Now they're putting things like roller coasters on cruise ships too. Like, oh yeah, you know, you know they have ice skating rinks on these things. Mm-hmm. But um, that that's kind of my thoughts on where innovation will go. We might not necessarily get faster internet on our phones after five G, but we might get longer range where you don't you know need they to say, tower every they block. Say that we've. They say that we've maxed out uh, on phone battery. They say your battery is not going to get any better. Um, I don't know if so, I believe that, but I think the day will come where there is no battery. You just So that's kind of a thing where we're at a crossroads for the lithium ion battery that is in your phone now. It sounds like we're at the theoretical limit currently for that, but there are other polymers that are coming in the future that are Supposedly Nate is an IT better. major, folks. So check this out. This is the Nate's a science the, nerd. Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? This is the the symphony of the seas. This is so big. This is where you say, "How big? How uh, big?" On, let me see. Let me see. Let's see. So basically, it's. 360,000, I guess my thing's in Spanish or something. It's uh, <laughs> Ships are it's, measured in meters, not feet. Yeah, but it says metres. Uh, uh. It's, got, it's got a gross tonnage of 228,000 tons. That is how many pounds? By 2,000, no? Um, across 18 decks, 6,600 people. That is that's passengers insane. alone. That's not crew. Yeah, right, right. That's not crew. Uh, as well as a 2,200-person crew. That, and it has, it has uh, look at the pictures in this thing. It's got, like, uh, ice skating rinks. It's got, I mean, you name it, this thing has got it. It's got, this is the back of it right here. Um, my phone. So this was another innovation is the split deck design that allows uh, two separate rows of suites to be separated on the back creating a larger balcony view look at this thing i am not an it expert so to those that are watching video you must be having a good laugh um look at this right here this look at this deck thing i mean that that is just and then the surfing board you know the little the golf course and i don't know if you can see but right here 
there's screens and stuff so you can like watch videos looking back and then there's and that of course there's a slide coming over it and then there's in between here i don't know if you see it but those are the indoor balconies so that's another way where you're revolutionary pro tip never like, get an indoor balcony those right, are right. so a loud of, a lot of person a lot of person a lot of people complain about like interior rooms what did we fix with the innovation now you can have a balcony on the interior and it's like you're staying at the Gaylord Texan. You go out on your balcony and there's the entire hotel. And so, uh, and, and it, yes, I'm geeking out on Royal Caribbean a little bit. I'm not going to lie. But, yeah, and plus COVID's making me a little, I want to go on a cruise ship very bad. Ethan um, and I both enjoy the hobby of travel very much. Yeah, that's, we'll leave it at that. Um, but, man, I mean, the innovation, you know, oh, oh okay, you don't like an interior room? Let's throw a balcony on there. I bet you well, like it now. another innovation. Oh, you, you, want, you want to ice skate, but you're in the Caribbean and it's like 90 degrees? We'll put one on the boat. Don't worry about it. Another innovation that a lot of ships are creating is a virtual balcony where they essentially put a fake balcony in an interior room and then in real time sync screens surrounding the balcony on three sides with the outside of the ship so that it appears... And this is live synced quick enough that it doesn't cause any headaches or dizziness, which is personally an issue for me if I'm in some kind of virtual reality experience like that. So it's live synced. So you have a virtual balcony on an interior room that looks like you're going to the outside of the ship. I did not know that that existed. That is crazy. Very interesting. That. That really has me. I'm going to be contemplating on that later. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, you know, like, for example, the AirPods Pros, uh, I'm currently wearing them. Have you ever put them on noise canceling? Have you ever gotten a real pair of headphones and put those all right, on all right. canceling mode? This isn't, this isn't, this is, this not, that's not what this is. What it is, is I'm saying when I got mine and I put them on and I put it in noise canceling mode, Jordan told me that he went through the same thing. It's like, it's like this intensity like everything is closed off and that's fine but it's like i don't want to say it's like a pressure on your ears but it's like i don't know how to explain it it's just an intensity you have to put them on and so you know what's going to happen apple's going to get to the customers saying why do my ears feel so intense when i put on the pros and now the next ones are going to have less intensity and before this honestly my regular airpods i really didn't have a problem with noise canceling i was just you know i turned on my volume loud enough and i'm chilling but no, I got the noise canceling and the innovation is just, you know, it's insanity. The Apple watches, again, this is not, this isn't, that's not what this is. I got this on a special rate. I got this on a special rate. This isn't a flex, but the series five has the stay on because people are like, I'm tired of looking at my watch and having to lift my wrist for the screen to turn on or tap it. Well, now the screen's always on. So you can look. That's it, something that Pebble just, had in like 2010. It's not even that point, cool. Well, I know. That's what I'm saying, though. It's, I'm not saying it's any cooler. I'm just saying it's the innovation. It's the babying. It's the coddling. It's the, the slightest inconvenience. There has to be a fix for it. You know, there's the slightest. I saw a video the other day of this kid. He's like, he's, he's like man, my, my chip to salsa ratio is not very good. He's like, if I get more salsa, I'm going to need more chips, but that's going to be too many chips. And if I get more chips, I'm not going to have enough salsa. And wow, they should I just put the salsa, chips in the salsa. Oh, that's disgusting um but it's, it's just funny to watch all these first world problems like why why are you making this such a priority when there's so much need on the world did you know that if you make more than thirty-five thousand dollars a year you're in the top 10 percent income of the world yeah and here you're low income i think no if you're making 35 a year low income is considered twenty six thousand or less so you're so you're like kissing the middle class national i think the national average is about fifty thousand a year Okay. Yeah. So you are technically below average, but you are not considered poverty level, which is 26,000 or less. Okay. Yeah. But that's where it's just like, that's what I, that's what I mean by innovation. Like what, at what point is life just, you don't do anything. Like, like whenever my parents tell me like, you know, we used to have to get up and go turn the TV on. And, you know, we used to have to like, like smack the back of the TV to get, you know, our, our channel to come in at 12 o'clock, there was no more TV. And, you know, they get like the whole, you know, the pager and that was all revolutionary for them. And then the Nokia phone came out and everybody had the Nokia. And now it's like, 
it's like, oh my God, my phone's about to die and it's been on for 14 hours. What am I going to do? And then it's like, you know, it's, I have, I'm walking around with AirPods in. Like, well, now it's, it's to the point where they used to be like trying to figure out ways to keep us on our phones longer. And now it's getting to the point where it's so excessive that they're putting screen you know, time. Like, screen usage, time limits, like right, oh, that. wow, I didn't realize that at work today I was on my computer for, you know, 14 hours. Wow. Thanks, Apple. Didn't really yeah, once a week, that. Once a week, you averaged eight hours a week on your phone. It's like it wants to guilt you. During COVID, my thing went up to like 13 hours, I think. Or no, it was 11. It was 11 hours, I think. And that's just my phone. Uh, during school, it was like at eight or seven and a half. Uh, anyway, but it's just, uh, you know, that what I meant, what I, what I meant with like my parents telling me about like. 13 hours, 54 minutes a day. 13, 54. Well, I guess I have to check mine now. Uh, Nate is definitely flexing on me though. Let's see real quick. Uh, screen time. I am at exactly seven hours. Actually update for this week. 15 hours and one minute. Yeah, I'm at exactly seven hours. Um, that's actually pretty low for me, though. That I must be down like 30% maybe. Mine um, says 64% raise from last week. But this is at like, at what point do you... Like, my parents told me all that stuff. What am I going to tell my kids? Oh, I used to have to charge my phone. Oh, I used to have to like aim the remote at the TV, which I actually don't have to do. I've, I've changed this channel from my backyard before. Or, oh... You know, I used to have to actually like get up off the couch to go to the bathroom. Like what, what is it going to be that you say, you know? I got one. I used to have to plug my cable box into a cable outlet. Okay. Like now it's just a little thing that sticks on the side of the TV that I plug into the HDMI and USB. Boom. All my cable channels. Okay. But I'm talking about like when you have kids and they're old enough to comprehend these things. Like when my kid's like 11 and he's asking me like, dad, what'd you, what'd you do? Whatever. This and, this and, this. and I'm like, yeah, I used to have to actually like try it, you know? And I didn't, I didn't have to try. That's what I used I to have nervous. to wait more than one second for my computer to turn on. That's a big one. Now I used to have to wait two days for Amazon to send me my package or actually one day. Some in some cases, same day for free i used to have to wait five hours for amazon to get me my package like uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm I'm just outside of the prime now zone oh yeah the the, the prime in Coppell is like 10 minutes away yeah uh, it's that one hour delivery is so nice like that spoils me so much for when i'm in belton it's like you mean i can't just go on here and get a new phone delivered in one hour wow thanks yeah. guys right right and so it's where it's where like like if I see a drone, I'm shooting it down. Period. Like like for example, have you seen the Boring Company's uh, tunnels that they're building? I wish they would build one under Lake Grapevine. It's such a oh, pain yeah. to have to drive around that. It'd oh, make yeah. it Lake, Gra- Lake Grapevine is one of the biggest inconveniences for those of you that live in Dallas Fort Worth. For those of you that unless, live in unless this specific you're area, it, it's actually pretty nice. Unless you're specifically me and Ethan who were trying to work out like meeting at Chili's and then found out that to drive around the lake is like 35 minutes. That, that's something that needs some innovation right there. I want to be able to get through the lake in like 15 minutes. Yeah, it really is. The distance is not much like at all. It doesn't make any sense that it takes that long. It should take about 10 minutes to drive from my house to your house. It takes about 35 30, yeah, roughly. Uh, but don't, don't disclose where I live. <laughs> uh, he lives in the DFW Metroplex. There, right here. Check it out. Let me let me screen share real quick. Uh, so you know you know how like going seventy miles per hour on one twenty one is like the speed limit, and you know that's that's really slow. That's like you know how uh, no one takes... does seventy on one twenty one. Oh yeah, I go like ninety the whole time. You know how? <laughs> hey, you know how don't incriminate like... yourself. Don't incriminate yourself. <laughs> You know how it takes me 30 minutes to go like 35 miles? You know how outrageous that is that it takes me that long? Being sarcastic. Well, they're trying to get it even better. This is the boring company's tunnels. Uh, let me share my sound. Check this out. So the idea is that you know, you're in your Tesla or whatever. And that Tesla just came up out of ground. Now you're going to go, right? This is going to happen. We're gonna go into this tunnel. And then, they 
say you go like 40, 120, 140. And you're no longer controlling it, but the car's GPS from where you're going. Yeah, this is 124. That seems like the speed of 35 already. Yeah. So you've got all this. And there goes that car. And then there's this, and then you're out, and then this person is waiting, and now you're going there. This is not like, you know, some theory or some kind of conspiracy. This is like active. They have those. It's basically an advanced car wash. You know, you go in the car wash, put your car in neutral, and it just cruises you through picture right, that but at 124 miles an hour yeah it's basically a train underground and your car is going to be on the little car that's it's what's a, going on i guess a modern equivalent would be uh i don't know if they still allow this but you used to be able to drive your car onto the staten island ferry to get from staten island to i think it was manhattan don't don't quote me on that it's been a while but um sure uh yeah, yeah you but, used to be able to do but that looking but at it that. Was, He's got these tunnels built. I mean, not not completely, obviously, but there there's some in Las Vegas. There's some in uh, Los Angeles, I think. Elon um, Musk, where if else, you're listening, where else have these? please, 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 just build one under Grapevine Lake in Dallas, make, Fort Worth. Especially uh, if you're in Tesla, one of those tax incentives is a requirement that you put one of those tunnels underneath Joy Grapevine. Uh, yes, and also one where you can go basically under all of the downtown areas. Basically, that basically be, make a tunnel, make a tunnel between like here and anywhere that like I want to go. Yeah. Honestly, basically, just build me a tunnel from here to UMHB. Thank you. Yeah, yep. Here to UTA, please, just so I can have my commute better. Um, but no, but looking that'd at be like a two-minute commute for a. When you see these, uh, you know, these little, these tunnels and these ideas, I'm focused on what's going to be happening after those tunnels, you know? What, what do you think of when you see all that stuff, Nate? What do I think of? You, being, much... an IT, you being an IT nerd, but also a Christian. What do you think of? So tunnels create a very unique opportunity for infrastructure upgrades while they're being built. You have a straight line underground where you can run utility lines, such as fiber, things like that, where a lot of cities have neglected to provide a decent way to, I guess, connect those utilities. So that would be something that I'd, I'd like to see is, you know, hey, let's lay some infrastructure here, you know? While well, we have this giant hole in the ground, Doug. Um, yeah, and you know, I actually had never thought about that. That's a really good point. Um, however, uh, I'm gonna go a little Alex Jones on you. What about the globalist or the new world order? What do you think that they're gonna be thinking when they see all these tunnels and they get control of it? Because yes, present day, you know, MAGA, whatever, we're chilling. But like 20 years from now, when the chances are like, I mean, who knows what the future has in store? But, but the globalists about 35 Express, uh, do, do they hate that? Because like, it, it's it's a toll road. 35 Express is above the ground, and you can see it. What's what's the problem here? It's it's you're it's, gonna go underground, going 125 miles per hour. What about the Lincoln Tunnel? And once you're no 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 hold on, no I, I'll I'll tell you. The entry and exit to these tunnels is not like you are entering the boring. No, you're on the street, and the idea is you pull over into wherever the car tells you, and then it unlocks, and you go down, and then the road closes back up so people can drive over it. That's the idea. So if the technology fails, or somebody gets control of it, or there's martial law or something, all of that is going to be locked up. Or if somebody is able to hack Elon Musk, which I doubt would happen, but if it ever did happen... They would lock all those entryways. The difference with like the tunnels in New York and all that stuff is there's a solid exit and entry that is not blocked off by any kind of barrier. It's just a hole that you go through and you can see the end of the tunnel. So this is not the case. This is underground. Do you not think that for safety there would be an entry and exit to the tunnel, like a solid physical entry and exit in case you of know, emergency? They haven't, they haven't made that clear. They think... That well, no. The in case of emergencies is going to be there are going to be doors like when you're at the metro, and in case the metro like breaks down. So you like the Lincoln Tunnel where there's doors. Right, because you don't want to be stuck in rush hour traffic. There's an exit. 
but in the boring company they haven't really established that if they put exits what happens if someone can't be tesla now and drives their cars off hang on hang on if you can just open the door and there's nobody there to block it off and you can just run up to the street and be free fine i'm all for it great let's do it let's get it done so i can have a quicker commute but if this is like the potential for a power grab i'm against it and what do you mean drive my tesla off a cliff i will never and never mind never mind teslas have been, actually been intriguing to me lately uh i i do think they all look like jelly beans though the only one that i would get is the model sp100d uh the rest of them i think the x is the most ugly car known to man at oh cool the doors go up like the scissors oh have you driven that's one? cool for you that's cool for you no i know they drive fantastic but so does how much how much is a, a model x they start at like $75,000. You know what else I could buy for $75,000 that doesn't look like a jelly bean that I actually like admire when I go to my car? Tell us. Okay. I can get a pretty decent M4. I could get a 911. I could get a... Uh, All of these would be used. Right. Right. They would. So you're comparing apples to oranges. What, what, what new car I'm not, though, for $75,000? No, 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 no. Hang on. Is that base or specked out, like dripping? That's base. Yeah, that's base. I'm not talking base. I'm talking like 911. Although, like Joe Rogan has a 911 and a Tesla, and he's like, bro, my Tesla leaves my Porsche in the dust. But I'm not – hey, Tesla technology is interesting. I just said I would buy a Model S. The Model S is nice. I would buy one. Or a Roadster. If I had the money for a Roadster, are you kidding me in a heartbeat? Those things, 1.9 and six, 0 to 60 – that is outrageous. Of course I would buy that. So but the thing I do find very weird about Tesla is how well the cars hold their value. Because when I think about buying a Tesla, I think of it like I'm buying an iPhone. It's a piece of technology. So when I buy an iPhone, I expect this to basically depreciate to near zero in the time I own it. Sure, but it takes a while to depreciate to near zero. Yes, but also... If you even if you just go online, you can see last year's iPhone pricing cut in half. I guess, but do you uh, know how much a one-year-old Tesla Model Three costs? Like twenty-two thousand dollars. It's very close to what new would be after the tax incentives. I but, think it's I think it's close to thirty wait, what's, what's to thirty-two thousand dollars. But you're saying buying an iPhone, what's your argument here that, that the Teslas hold their value or that they don't hold their value? That they, sh- that they hold their value and they shouldn't. Uh, I see. Well, it's because it's a Tesla. It's rare. There's no gas in it. There's no competitors except for like a Nissan Leaf or the new Porsche that came out, which is actually not very impressive. I was kind of underwhelmed. Actually, um, it's pretty cool. Because compared to a Tesla, no, And the not- GMC Hummer, the new so- Hummer they're making. So the reason the Porsche is cool is because it brings the high-end refined features to an electric car platform. The thing that strikes me about the Tesla's interior is it's, it's like driving a nice Suburban, basically. Like you have okay leather, you got the but like- Suburbans are already stuff. nice enough. Yes, but it's not like driving a Porsche where it's like, oh, this leather is- what about Very, an Escalade? An Escalade, uh, it's pretty close to an Escalade driving a Tesla, but I I can't recall if the wood is real or not in a Tesla, but it's it's very like it. It's not bad. Like it's a nice so, car. So let me let me ask you this then, so that we don't get you know crazy. It's a nice car. A Porsche's interior is significantly nicer than a Tesla's. So that we don't get completely off on a tangent, because Nate and I will, if you get us talking about cars for long enough. Uh, anyway, um, we're talking about innovation. Did you think that, like, do you think that our parents ever thought the Tesla would come out with all the specs that it has, you know? And so now I'm thinking about our parents are astonished that we got to that level of technology. What are we going to be shocked whenever our kids are looking for a car? We're going to be like, man, when I was trying to buy a car... I think the biggest features at that point are going to be the fact that it's going to drive itself and they're not going to need a license. So it's not even going to be a big deal. Like, Oh, why do I need a car? I, 
what, what I can just tell mom's car to drive me wherever, you know? I guess, but I don't, I think it's going to take a long time to get that legislation passed. By the time I have, for that. by you the time I have a 16 year old kid, I feel like that could be passed. Well, yeah, thir- 30 years. We'll see. We'll revisit hmm. this podcast when, 30 when both years. of our kids are turning 16. Yeah, we'll revisit at that point. Well, 30, wait, 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 30 years, 30 years, that means you're going to have a kid in 12 years and you're what, 20? No, that means I have a kid in 14 years and I'm 20, so I'd be 34. Wait, no, it wouldn't. 30 years, 16, 14 years, you're right. So basically, you're, you're 20, you'd be 34, so I guess I was off. Well, how old, how old do you want to be when you have kids? Um, I don't really go by age. I would go off of relationship maturity, things like that. That's not something that I would get to decide on my own. You wait until marriage, brother? Of course. Oh wow. Oh yes. Wow. That was a that was a yes, Ethan. Don't don't wow. don't twist that at all. Innovation, folks. <laughs> the love of Christ has reached the Nate Dunning household. Telling you what, even though he doesn't tithe properly. Uh, but this is another that's another podcast. We oh announcement. Soon we have two Wednesday editions coming out. DACA and religion. So Stay tuned. Anyways. Another big announcement. Another big announcement. If you want to meet us in person, we will be at the Young Conservatives of Texas booth at the Republican Party of Texas Convention in Houston, July 15th through 18th. Yes, sir. Assuming it doesn't get canceled by the libs. Yes. So But you must keep a 15 foot distance from me and Nate at all times if you are Catholic or Lutheran and a 10-foot distance otherwise. Um, please contact our publicists uh, if you want to. I'm just kidding. Um, wasn't kidding about the social distancing, though. But yeah, just, stay on, just to... stay on your side of the table. We'll stay on ours. Don't cough on me, please. Right, right, right. You know, we're going to have about four gallons of hand sanitizer. If you have questions for us, send it in. We will answer them. Back to innovation. Um, you know, I look at the Tesla, and I'm not, I'm really not going to lie to you. When I saw those tunnels, part of me was like, wow, this is going to be cool when that comes out. So, the other part of me was like, I hope this never becomes the truth. The thing that impresses me the most about Tesla, yeah, the car is cool. You know what's even cooler? The infrastructure they built out. You can, like, when the, the original Tesla Roadster came out, you had to charge it at home, basically. Even when the Model S first came out, they had very few superchargers. Now you can drive from coast to coast in the U.S. and it, it's like not even a big deal. Like you just you have know, to stop. It's just like if you're doing gas, but the model, uh, the model. Yeah, but do you know sorry, how much Roadster, of a big deal that is? Like the Roadster's gonna have what a 500 mile range. Mm-hmm. But get this, if you, you can't even get E85, which is a kind of a gas alternative at every gas station straight across in the U.S. to the point where you can make it coast to coast. And that's something that they can easily add to gas stations. Tesla built an entire network of gas stations, essentially, from coast to coast with their cars. Now, here's my question to you, Just Nate. think of how know, insane an accomplishment that is. That, that is an insane accomplishment. I know that we are talking about innovation and not Tesla fanboys, but what is the point of the Model uh, Y compared to the Model uh, X and S? What's the point? What's the difference? It provides more space than the- The Model Y? The Model Y is smaller than the Model X. It's, yes, it provides more space than the three at a more affordable price than the X. Really? I guess. Check out also, this monster, Also, it spells this. out sexy in the uh, listing on Tesla. Oh, okay. Check oh, look. Out. Right there. S- yeah, I, I, yeah, I see it now. Yeah, uh-huh. I see it now, I guess. Okay. Um, check this out. Zero to 60, 1.9 seconds. 250 miles per hour is its top speed. Its range is 620 miles. And these For are just what? their confirmed numbers at this point. Elon said that those right, could It's not better. even out yet. Oh, yeah. yeah, they could get better. Yeah, it's not even going to be out for, what, another two years, three years? So when we're looking at innovation, what is going to be after the roadster? You know, what – and what do we need? What do we need? So 
in my opinion, what Tesla's going to do is they're going to keep building cooler cars and bringing the price down at this point. Because now they have the infrastructure. They have the high-end kind of market where it's like the, I would say, upper middle class soccer mom where it's like, oh, do I want a $70,000, $80,000 Escalade? Or do I want a Model X where on the highway I can put it in autopilot and I don't have to drive? Oh, I'm going to go with a Model X. I, I, don't, I can have it pick me up at the door in the rain, things like but that. Don't you, but don't you enjoy driving? Uh, it depends. Like on a, like on a, like I honestly, like even when I'm mad, like when I leave work and I'm exhausted, I'll get in my car. I drive a little Infinity G35 Sport. It's modified a little bit, nothing crazy. Uh, I mean a little crazy, but not psycho. So I'll peel it's out nice. of the job. Not even, it's nice. Not even peel out. I'll floor it a little bit and feel how smooth my tune-up is. And I'm like, oh man, if this was a self-driving car, I just can't. And imagine spending that much money and you can't even drive the thing. You know, you can drive the thing. Right. But I think that they're moving towards not letting anybody drive because it'll be safer, which I don't think they will. I don't think the day will come that it's uh, like driving that, a, that, that gets passed. It will be like driving a manual sports car now where it's for the enthusiasts, but it's still there. So, oh, I guess you, you so asked you, if so I like driving. Don't... I like driving if it's at like a nice day and I can enjoy myself and I don't have to like be here by X time or whatever. But if it's like day to day driving, that is what I absolutely hate. But you, uh, you drive a Kia Sorento. So, I mean, you're kind of not really allowed to comment on this because you're kind of irrelevant. You're basically Lisa. You know what? Don't make me hit your new car. Let me put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> what new car, bro? I'm gonna drive my G35 until it falls apart. I mean, did you but say them, the same about Japanese, that Sonata that got hit by the Sorento? They, them Japanese. I'm telling you what, they make a pretty decent car. Hey, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Don't get it distorted. I hit the Sorento. The Sorento did not hit me. I hit the Sorento. However, it was not my fault. And uh, Kevin King from Progressive can tell you that. I'll call him. It was not my fault. I will give you his card. The person pulled out of the parking lot and then stopped in the middle of the road, and I had just turned on, slammed into him. Think about innovation, though. That would have been prevented about 20 years from now, I can only imagine. Actually, it would be prevented today if you drove a Tesla. Uh, yeah, but there's a giant margin for error. They're not there yet. Yeah, go look, at, go look on YouTube. Uh, Tesla saves compilation. Okay. Rant about something while I search that. Uh, yeah. So you asked me if I like driving. I like driving pretty much if it's a nice relaxing environment. It's having to rush places day to day. Like, for example, I work about 20 minutes from my apartment, so it's not a bad commute. But I got out of class at school about 45 minutes before I had to be at work. So I had to go back to my apartment, eat lunch, change, and drive to work in that time. That to me gets stressful and that's what I don't like driving because it's like, do I need to speed to get to work on time? But if I speed, I might get a ticket, things like that. So yes, I like driving. No, I don't like having to rush around places. So that's where I think I would enjoy having the autopilot features is just that day-to-day -day grind where it's like, I, I don't want to speed, but I feel like I need to being able to keep a safe speed and things like that. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, I guess, but well, I found a video here. Check this out. So this 18 wheeler swerves over a little bit. It comes over to the left, and the Tesla moves over. I don't think that's the best example here. Okay, so there's this, and the Tesla just pulled itself over. And then, I'm not going to lie, this is kind of impressive. Oh, wow, the Tesla just moved over. And then just got back on the road, like as if that didn't just happen. 
And it even merges onto that. Okay, all right. This is rather impressive, Nate. I will give it to you. Still not going to buy one for a while, but oh, it just you would you would still you would still be driving that straight pipe Sonata if you if it was a Tesla. All right, you know what? It was probably a good thing that I got rid of that straight pipe Sonata. It, I had it. I had my fun with it, and it was funny. It was loud. It was awesome, but it, it was a meme. It was, over. it was a meme. Check this out. That okay? That's pretty impressive. I guess. Yeah. Uh huh. That's just pretty impressive. All right, here, here, let's let's see if this is the grand finale or what. I mean, it's not, but we're gonna have to cut this off at some point. Oh wow, dang! After that, the dude still cuts him off. What a douche. Anyway, uh, okay. And that's the, the point one. where you change lanes Ooh. and floor it in your Tesla that does zero to sixty in two point five seconds and whip around the guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Anyways. But have you seen the Tesla autopilot fails videos? Awkward silence was the correct answer. There are more saves than fails. And assumption. Put yourself. Oh, that is not an assumption. That is protesters. That is violent. That is data backed information. We have the data on that. Data by the globalists. They want you to think that. We're also going to have a Conspiracy Wednesday edition, guys. Me and Kelly versus the world is what it's going to be like. Anyways, but enough with the announcements. Let's land this podcast. Innovation, basically the point that I wanted to make with this was, I think that we have the potential to reach amazing things like this brain surgery VR. That is amazing. And, you know, I've lost an aunt to brain cancer. So if they had had this VR, she passed away about five years ago. If they had this VR, I mean, they had it, but it wasn't to where like you could get it in your average show hospital. It was very rare that you could find it. And if you could, it was expensive. And brain cancer is already expensive. Um, if they had had this at the time, I mean, that, that's the stuff that I'm thinking about. You know, somebody else's aunt can be saved by this kind of technology. By being able to get inside the brain and look out from inside. I mean, who would have thought that that could have been happening? But Nate has not seen Terminator, so his homework is to watch Terminator. But we are getting borderly close to Terminator. It was prophecy, bro. It was prophecy. I'm not, I'm not on that boat. I'm not on that boat. But every now and then, when Elon Musk comes out with his flamethrower, I'm like, that is the T100 right there. I mean, it's. I think it's technically not a f- flamethrower because of uh, legal things. I'm sorry. Does, does it does it throw flames out of itself? I said for legal things, not physically. Uh-huh. It's like calling an infinity a car because, like, yeah, it can get you places, but you know, it breaks all down right, and all stuff. Right. All right, Nathaniel Dunning is attempting to trigger me, and it's not going to happen. Check this out. You mean to tell me that this is not a flamethrower? Who, again, with innovation, I keep going to innovation, and it's not to save myself from going off topic. It's to say that we have so much to talk about with innovation. Look at this dude. Just standing around, blowing his fire. Look at that. Where can I buy one? Look at this dude. From the boring company. But how much are they? I, I don't know. I think it was a limited run item. Anyway, but that, I mean, oh, that, that just, it scares me and it amazes me at the same time. And he's awkwardly wearing a shirt that says Occupy Mars. <laughs> Anyways. Nate, innovation doesn't scare you at all? Nope. What's not that? at this point. Not at this point. What do you mean by that? They could come to a point where it does, but as of now, not really. Well, why? Like, you mean to tell me those tunnels like don't at least make you a little worried? Worried for what? I don't know. For it to get in the wrong hands. So, 
And I don't mean to be like a the same argument could be the same could be made for toll roads going through a city, uh, any underground tunnels that we have currently, things like that. You can make the argument for train systems, things like that. I don't think so, though. I completely disagree with you. But what's the difference with tunnels between ground? Tunnels with the boring company do not come out on satellite, not even the entrances, and that is not a good thing. You need like Epstein Island. I'm not saying that these tunnels are about to be another Epstein. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying Epstein got away with a lot of his stuff because he moved everything underground because you couldn't see it. I mean, New York has underground subways. It's. I'm not saying that they're innocent either. Everybody knows the subways are a disaster in New York. They smell terrible. That's where you can get Rona easily. Yeah. Homeless dudes live there. Like, I mean, it's not. I would. I, I still think it's the same issue as like toll roads, where you know, even though it is above ground, what happens if you're on a bridge and an earthquake happens? The bridge collapses. We're not talking about natural disasters. We're talking about government control. We're talking about artificial. Control. The government controls all the roads as it is. No, 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 no. An earthquake and a natural disaster is not predictable. I mean, it is, but that's not what I'm saying. It's not artificial. What is uh, what government I'm saying coming is coming in there is artificial. Roads what is, right now, they can only do so much. They can come by with a crane or a tow truck and take my car or something. But if I'm driving from here to UCA, unless the police come up behind me, me, but if I'm underground in the tunnel and everything closes, there's no attempt of escaping. You might as well put up a tent and just chill. Yes, but once there are as many tunnels as there are roads, it's going to be the same system. Unless they're all underneath the control of one system. Which all the roads are currently. Right, but they don't have the capability to control you. Have you not seen because spike strips, not... roadblocks? They no, have helicopters right that can see everything. I'm talking about right here. This is the ground. All the tunnels are right here. There's no like tube. The only entrance and exit is right here. You drive, you park, it opens, you go down, it closes. It is completely closed off. And everybody's driving. It's like another highway system. And that's really convenient. And that's cool. And that's great. But let's say, you know, uh, Obama gets back in charge. And he's like, screw you. And locks down all these entrances. Peep the Reagan shirt. Blocks off all these entrances. And you are now to stay underneath the ground. Now, this might be claustrophobia mentally. I don't know, per se. But... This is why people get a little bit concerned. And there are people that are never going to touch that tunnel. There are people in present day that won't go in tunnels. What tunnels if a- now, though, you go in and you can see the ending on the other side. It's two. If, if, if the Boring Company makes these tunnels to where that's the thing, I'm all for it. If, it's, if there's a visible entry and, and exit, have at it. And so legislation put in that can't be overridden by... Theoretically, there has to be some kind of entrance and exit just so that it's not sealed up and oxygen isn't completely used. Although with the emit, the thing is it's a zero emission vehicle. So I'm trying to think theoretically if there needs to be an opening or not, because that's why they have the grates on the ground in New York city is because there's emissions. There's people breathing. We need air down right. there. Right. If you, if you, you know, if you stand in your garage with the door closed and your car running, you're probably going to die. <laughs> Oh, mm, it depends on how well ventilated your garage is, but theoretically. Yeah, theoretically you will. Or at least you'll get some sort of poisoning. I mean, if your Tesla's running in your garage, is that going to happen? No. And that's what's impressive about Tesla. Their technology is impressive. So. They just look like jelly beans. The reason I say you shouldn't be concerned is because what if the government comes and tears up the road in front of your house to keep you from leaving your house? What if they go seal your door shut? Same thing can happen. They, if no, you're underground, you'll really, find a way. I can't, no, no, I can't really use my second amendment underneath the ground because you can bring a shovel. Such, okay. But at your house, if they knock on my door right now, hang on, give me a minute. I'm changing whatever. What if there's 800 closet, people? Get my gun. There's 800 people. 800 that would have been stopped now that you just contradicted yourself because that could easily happen underground in a tunnel 
where it's easy to contain. All I'm saying at a is, house, if 800 people congregate out front, do you understand the outrage that that will cause? Underground, it's you're going to be on Twitter. You're going to be like, "What? That boring company tunnel?" You understand how, how many people are going to be like live streaming from their phone in the tunnel if something crazy like that happens? Okay, I'm with you. However, if social media continues down the path it is, these people that want this control that may or may not exist are going to be in on the social media because they're not idiots. They're going to know these people are just going to live stream. And so then Facebook and Twitter that are the saints of the Silicon Valley are just going to side with them because apparently there's not enough money in the world. All I'm saying is I think there's about as much risk to that as there is to things like normal roads, normal bridges, things like that. Okay. So should we take the risk? I mean, if, we're already doing risk, it. If the risk is already there, should we just go ahead and take it again? What happens if they go block if, all the exits no, on no, no, 35? No, but, now, but now we have the option to take the risk. Before, we, you and I were growing up and they put in the highways and we were just like, all right, whatever. And now we're like, hang on, let's take a step back. Let's analyze it. So Now, saying- I like the idea of a tunnel, though. I like it. I just think that the proper legislation to prevent the things that we've talked about from happening needs to be put in. And once well, it's put in, there, then there we can are enjoy those it. things. For example, there's. Not for the boring company. There's not. We got a bunch of boomers in Congress. You saw the Mark Zuckerberg testimony. That was an embarrassment. So, so does Facebook censor people? Does Facebook. Do you that? just said if the oh government controls gosh. the tunnels. If the government controls the tunnels, there's legislation. They fall under roads and tunnels. Um, but it's going to have to be modified though, because it's completely different. You're not going to have red lights. You're not going to have stop signs and you're not even really going to be driving. Your car is going to be driving and your car is going to be in a cart on a track. That is a whole other dimension. So let me get this straight. What you're saying what's going to, what's going to happen? No, 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 no. no. Let me get this straight. Hold on, hold on. There's going to be, there's going to be another, another FAA, another DOT, there's going to be one specifically for underground, which I'm not saying is bad. I'm saying is needed. And once that happens, it's called the NHTSA, by the way, National Highway it. Transportation Safety Administration. No, 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 no. There's going to be another one. So you're no, telling that's me not, that's you're not telling me that there that th- that's not going to suffice. There's okay, to so let me let me get what you were saying it's, straight. It's no, 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 no. Let me get what you were saying straight. Let me get it straight. All right. You're not going to get it straight though. You're saying that we have this brand new invention, and it's roads with very high speeds with no stop signs or stop lights the no, only difference being the only no, difference no, no, being no. that you're not in control of your car which tesla autopilot already exists so it's essentially just an underground highway no 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 no, no, no. the only differences will be that you're underground your car which we have already car. with tunnels no, no 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 hold on hold on it's my turn we're on a cart where the front and the back of it is closed and you cannot open it and your cart is on a track exhale now your cart is on a track and it is going to where you programmed your car to take you and the other difference is you're going to be going 124 miles per hour to where you yourself cannot control it which actually may be a benefit for society there are people have you ever been on a train before? A car. There are not people. There, there are people that cannot control a car going 120 miles per hour. A train has a conductor, does it not? The conductor isn't the one who drives the train. That's the. Engineer. I understand. I understand. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. The conductor, <laughs> the engineer, whatever, Nate. The human being is in control of the train and the car. Not in all cases anymore. Case. Right, and I'm not saying that that's good either. Keep doing devil's advocate or whatever, trying to tell me that well, it already exists. Well, okay, just because it already exists doesn't mean it's good. I mean, we have the proof of concept. I'm I'm saying I'm all for the innovation. I'm all for it. I'm all for the concept of quicker commutes, quicker road trips, you know, whatever technology. I'm for it. But with the proper regulations, this is where I am not a libertarian. I feel like there needs to be a uh, a person that has common sense, not a person, uh, an institution that has common sense that is monitoring the people's concerns. Because what I'm so telling you, so you want to give right the now, government more control no, over your day to day life and pay more in taxes no, for no, that no, 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 organization? No, 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 no. 
that's not what's going on because I would be in control of it. It's not like, you know, like the FAA, I, I have a say in the FAA as a taxpayer. You do can you? do more than you think. The you FAA can, can tell you you can't fly yeah. your drone over a certain point or near an airport. Well, that's because you can't because you'll run into other planes. And if the FAA didn't exist, there'd be a lot of drones. And so planes you can't and tell the FAA what to do in that them. case. No, but you can do it through your, you can vote with your money is what I'm saying. You can vote with your money too and go buy a Chevy and use the Chevy tunnels or a Ford and use the Ford tunnels or well, no, a but Tesla. Here's, here's, but, but no, 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 no. The boring company tunnels are going to be universal. It's not going to be exclusive to Tesla. I'm sure that there will be. At, to, it's going to be licensed out to GM. It's going to be licensed out to Ford. They're going to start building them in Asia. What I'm saying already, is I'm sure that there's going to be at least more than one tunnel company if it's that big of a deal, you know? Right. Capitalism is going to come in. Exactly. So what's the big deal? It's not going to be all run by one company or one government. Honestly, I think we should just wait it out and see what happens. And if it goes great, that's awesome. And if it doesn't, I'll just say I told you so. Well, so call me in about 30 years. I'll call you when I'm went. trapped inside the tunnel. Yeah. I'll be like, Nate, I told you that was going to happen. I yep. told you they were going to trap you down there. But think of all the time I saved by not driving on the above ground roads. Oh, so it makes being trapped worth it. Not bad. Yeah. Uh-huh. 100% worth it. Okay. All right. Well, we have Nate's take. <laughs> you have my take. Take what you want from it. But... I still think that it's impressive that this technology is even being looked at because that is just insanity. I can't even comprehend it. And I'm 19. To be fair, you also said you couldn't comprehend going to space. By the way, I wanted to let the viewers know that I had a ton of comments on uh, the SpaceX episode uh, that I was unable to attend. What are you talking about? Just like paragraphs pages even of comments that i sent after hearing that episode oh you're talking about between uh me and skylar yes oh and you're talking about you making the comments yes i see i understand i thought you were talking about like from the viewers and I was like, wait no i just had i personally had just tons of well, scientific I, I nerding out space i really don't think that i will ever go to space i just can't so I, I would get I would get there, look back, realize the Earth is flat, and, and have a heart attack. Uh, that see that that was a joke. I do not. I'm not a flat earther in any matter, shape, or form. Feel free to clip that and tweet it to me. All right, at Saving the <laughs> Public. Um, uh, what were your comments though on the SpaceX deal? I uh, I. It's been so long ago that I just don't have it off the top of my head, but there were just a few scientific inaccuracies and a few different scientific comments I made. So uh, one thing I talked about was um, uh, just an interesting innovation that we learned through shooting giant objects into space is that we have to have a pool of water under the space shuttle when it launches because Otherwise, the blast, the water absorbs the sound of the blast. So it's so we essentially protect people watching the blast. It's, it's sound absorption and it, it's just things like that that are impressive. It, it could also set with the, uh, with the vibrations coming off of that, they could be so extreme without the water that it could actually set the shuttle off course. Really? Yes, and it could it, it, it could cause disastrous outcomes. But it's all solved by it's all solved by having a pool of water underneath. That's crazy. Just the like simplicity of that is insane, but it's still a major innovation because we're not blowing up spacecraft with astronauts inside i see but things like that just little little well, little geek out comments about that. little geek yeah, out that. comments i'm sure i sent like 10 pages worth of comments oh yeah you did well honestly you have anything else to say about innovation 
uh, I think that we'll have to. I definitely do. Years. I definitely do have more things to say about innovation, but we don't want this episode to last for three hours. So, exactly. Um, I uh, we uh, this is something we're going to talk about in the future, though. I think we'll have on some engineers. I think we both know people from like Lockheed. Like, come on, other people. We also know several engineering students as well. Hey, yep, as well. Um, so there's that. Anyway, well, be if fun. you've listened to us this far, thank you so much for tuning into the Wednesday edition. Uh, we have brought it back. We took a break from it for a little bit just because we each kind of got busy. Like I said, Skylar and Jordan are on a, a campaign deployment right now, and Kelly's on vacation. However, she is a campaign manager uh, for Sam Smith in oh, for Sam East Smith. Texas. Uh, yep. And so, and then we're getting ready for uh, RPT convention and just other stuff, but we are still on the podcast. It's a passion of ours and we intend to carry it out. So thank you for tuning in. And question of the day, would you use one of the tunnels? And why? Yeah. Explain that in the comments. Just, uh, yeah, just explain. Uh, We want to hear from our viewers. Thanks for tuning in. Follow us on social media. We're out. If you like this content, please like, subscribe, share it. If you hated it, like, subscribe, and share it. Thanks for tuning in.